What's up, guys? Welcome to the Sound Centric Podcast. I'm Samuel Sarfo. I'm Adam Dash. Today we're with Joey, aka you may know him as Joey Hip Hop, a huge music content creator, literally everywhere, especially on Twitter. Um, he's done such a great job of creating his platform, and we're so happy to have him on. But Adam, you know you know the drill already. What's your uh, playlist and leading single? Okay, my playlist title for this week. Oh no, I lost on my Google Docs. Oh, here it is. Brittany Carter, um, one of the best MCs out right now. She just dropped um, single after single with a music video and released it as a three-pack, which marketing-wise, big fan of that. Um, Yachty did that with the recipe and the rest of the songs he dropped. Each single added up to another bigger um, album. So her her song, Open Arms, is so fire. Like This girl, she has that voice like J.I.D. where it's like the high pitch, great bars. I can't recommend it enough. But Sam... How we feeling? Who we shouting out this week? I don't know, man. I basically, I, I'm gonna say I've been tired, man. I've been, I've been moving a lot. So the leading single is gonna be the "Lazy" song by Bruno Mars, okay. and the playlist title is Classic. gonna be just work. Shout out to Rihanna. It's just been work, work, work. It's been crazy. Um, we didn't give Joey a heads up before, and so we're gonna put him on the spot a little bit. Um, what we do for the playlist title leading single, basically pick a playlist title name and a single to sum up your week. So Joey. The floor is yours. (laughs) Um, Playlist title name, gotta say, like, keep going. Um, You know, you have those weeks where it's just like, Mm -hmm. just trying to get get through one day at a time. And, you know, you don't know what's coming around the next corner. But, but yeah, my, so the lead single I would say for this, for keep going, would be Glow Stick by Quajo. And I don't know if you've heard Quajo before, but he's super fire. Um, I loved his track inside out that went like you know semi semi viral um it's doing really well on, on spotify and and yeah quajo's fire from the dmv just yeah i love that guy so word well before we get into the big conversation of the day which is i can't believe it's actually the end of the year and we're already doing our yearly thing i feel like me and sam just went through our what's the best album halfway through 2023 <laughs> But I want to talk about your platform first because you've built an incredible platform um, based off mostly positivity, which I love, about the music you love. And I'm just curious if you can – because we're people trying to build our brand. There's a lot of people watching who love hip-hop, love talking and sharing their opinion. How did you really build up your following? What do you think worked for you? And like, what does your platform mean to you? Yeah, it's a good question. I built it up during quarantine, so there wasn't much to do, you know, on the weekends and after work, I'd literally just like sit there and just like write things, whether it was like album reviews, whether it was, um, you know, just sounds stupid, but like thought pieces, like almost mini like articles and fitting that Mm -hmm. into a Twitter post, um, threads, like you you could only do a certain number of characters at the time because now there's, you know, it's been extended, but before you can only do, you know, a short post. So Twitter threads were big and like making a thread on like MF doom when he passed away and like talking about like what he meant mm-hmm. to the community. Um, so things like that I find really enjoyable because it's almost like taking a platform built for discussion, but hasn't always been utilized like that to that extent um, within the music community. There's a lot of mm-hmm. like, a lot of like memes there's a lot of sharing videos which is all great yeah. but i saw the opportunity to just to post more long form and also um as you said the positivity thing like <laughs> i haven't always been good about that you know sometimes i'll be like i'll shit on something and be like you know what? i probably shouldn't have said that but um yeah for the most part i think 
just being positive and uplifting artists is important. And if you show love to artists, they'll show love back to you. Um, and so just finding a bunch of artists that I just really enjoy their music and, you know, talking about them, interacting with them and having them like see me support them means a lot to mm -hmm. them. So then they'll like start following me and, and we'll message in the DMS. Like I've met a lot of them at this point. So it's, it's kind of like this feedback loop of positivity where like, you know, you create yeah. a community by, um, you know, by being positive and by like, I don't know, sticking behind what you believe in and then people will kind of follow suit and do the same. So it's, it's been a, it's been a big blessing. And, and, um, as far as advice, like the one thing I would just say is just like, be yourself, find out the type of posts you like to make, um, and then correlate that to like what type of posts work with the algorithm. So like not, not just posting what you think will get likes or not just yeah. posting what's popular, like literally just find your slot within the niche. So. Yeah, that's similar to a conversation about music that I saw Rick Rubin talk about, mm -hmm. about how you should make music for yourself and not the audience. I think it's the yeah. same thing for community building and it comes to tweeting. Um, for example, of being almost negative, I'm not a huge fan of this new like Detroit style of mm -hmm. rapping. Yeah. And I've had tweets loaded up about like, not enjoying it. Then I'm like, who cares if I don't like it? Like, why am I going to talk about that? Yeah. When I can just talk about what I do enjoy. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to get that many likes from that. Um. But yeah, I really, you have built such a great community and Twitter is, or X, it's the best app. I love it because, yeah. I mean, Instagram, the comment section is not community-based where people aren't like really replying to each mm. other. They're usually just replying to that top post. But, and hip hop Twitter does, sure has its bad sides. <laughs> a lot of people that don't have yeah. an actual face in their avi and they're posting a lot of stuff. But to the people who actually are genuinely having conversations, I think it's so awesome. Like, yeah. I'm on Twitter all day and I love it. Yeah. 100%. I want to I want to ask you to this. Do you guys think X has gotten better pre post Elon or was it better pre Elon? And in terms of what you're saying Adam to that obviously there's a dark side to any type of niche on Twitter but I feel like that's just because anyone can get a check mark now, anyone can get the benefits. Yeah. So you have somebody who doesn't really know anything about their topic or field spewing opinions and takes which are whack. But what do you guys think? I'll let Joey take the floor first. <laughs> um, it's tough because there are benefits to what Elon has done. Like the blue check process before was not great. Like you had to know someone to get verified, which was stupid because you would see people with like 500 mm -hmm. followers be, be verified, but then someone with like a million couldn't get verified because they didn't know someone. Um, but then mm -hmm. now it's like also stupid because everyone's verified um but at least you make a little bit of money off of it now um so i so there's pros and cons of both like i don't think it's people are saying like oh with with elon style like all the conversation has gone to shit because people just post to get money but the thing is you have to have a following before you can even make money basically mm -hmm. like just getting a viral tweet is not going to make you very much money so it's not like people are just <clears> like saying random shit just because like there definitely was that in the beginning but i think now it's like balanced yeah. itself out um more so i'm concerned about like advertisers leaving twitter and like the platform actually just you know yeah. dissipating yeah, at some point mm -hmm. um so definitely there are definitely pros and cons it's definitely like gone worse in some areas but um i don't know i like some of the new features i'm kind of trying to be optimistic about it and, and see where it goes yeah, I enjoy being able to tweet like long content yeah. now in one tweet, stuff like that, or tweeting longer than two yeah. minute and 20 second videos I really yeah. enjoy. The biggest bad thing I noticed is that 
it's really cool that now you can get rewarded for having content do really well on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's great for people who actually put effort into factual information. <laughs> on the other hand, there are accounts that are blatantly made for like racist comments, yeah, content, and now they're making money because yeah. they have a following. Whether people think it's funny or they genuinely believe in that account, what they're posting, I think it's a messed up idea that you can make money off of either not factual information. Like there's accounts that tweet fake quotes about like athletes and it's funny, but it's crazy that they're making money off of lying. <laughs> yeah. And so it's cool. Like if sound centric makes money because our post as well, like we worked hard, but if someone's just, sometimes it's just, you're putting content out. That's not even your own content. Yeah. And you're just like resharing it as, as if it's your own making money off it. That's, that's, that's probably where I draw the line. I think that's a little messed up. Yeah, but I agree. To, it is to get into mm-hmm. the fun discussion of the day. This is how we're going to run this. It's a bunch of top five lists. We got coming up top five songs of the year, top five music videos of the year, top five album covers, top five verses, top five albums. We got our favorite bar of the year. Then we got some sport type rewards. We got most improved of the year, rookie of the year, and the MVP of 2023. So we're going to go <clears throat> around in a circle, kind of do our fives, do our fours, do our threes. Uh, so we're going to start with top five songs of the year. I'm going to say... This was so damn challenging. I was listening to my Apple Music Wrapped while I was at the gym. I'm like, how do I not include that song? And it was just a constant cycle of doing that. But for me, coming in at number five, I got Dracula by Kenny Mason. Hmm. I love Kenny Mason when he raps over these dark beats, but I love him uh, even more when he's rapping over some of these like soulful boom bap beats that uh, Coop, I think his name is, producer is. And he just dropped the new EP. A couple of days ago, that's more dark. But these tracks like Dracula, they're so fire. But Sam, what is your number five? I'm going to say a heads up. Take my rank into the grain of salt because I'm so inconsistent. <laughs> and it really just depends on my mood and my weather and the weather. But I'm going to say my fifth slot is going to go to, and this is tough. I'm going to go 97 Benz, Doja Cat. And a lot of people were disappointed when Doja dropped the album Scarlet. Let me tell you, and I understand like the kind of jarring effects of the hip hop and pop slapping together and you're not sure where she's going with this. Mm-hmm. After giving it some time, it's one of the best projects I think this year and even for hip hop. She killed it mixing the old style R&B and hip hop and 97 bands. I mean, if you're a hip hop fan, you got to love that. That beat is one of the best beats so far. Um, actually, of 2023 as a whole. So yeah, 97 bands. Doja Cat. That's fair. I need, Joey. To, I need to re-listen because... I was just really underwhelmed the first listen, and I think I might have listened one more time, but mm-hmm. I haven't gone back to it since. So that's fine. Just listen to ninety-seven Benz, and that's all that matters. All right, <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Um, my number five <laughs> is Toronto twenty fourteen by Daniel Caesar. Um, just been spinning the Daniel Caesar album nonstop. Great album. Um, I'll talk about it later at some point, but uh, yeah. but yeah, I, Toronto twenty fourteen probably my favorite off that. Okay, my nice. number, my number four. Sadly, this album just couldn't make it. But this song, a lot of emotions went into it. But "Smoke Breakdance" by Mick Jenkins mm. featuring JID. As someone who has rapped over Stoic beats since I was in high school, it was so cool seeing him get that huge add to the song by producing. It's amazing. JID has never not delivered on a feature. The Mick Jenkins album in all is fire. But this is my favorite song from it, and it's just too good. I had to include it. Love that one. Great track. I want to bounce off Joey too. Uh, Daniel Caesar, that album he dropped, um, one of the best Fire. of the year as well. 
uh, can play forgot about that one too. And it's almost like a comeback album in a sense as well. Yeah. Cause I know, you know, the whole controversy and whatnot, but he did mm-hmm. so well this year. Uh, number four for me will be $20 by boy genius, which is the second track from the project. Technically the intro, but there's like a, a more traditional intro yeah. in the album and boy genius. They've been nominated for a bunch of Grammys, which I knew they would. Um, those three girls are so talented and Phoebe Bridges is one of my favorite as well, especially when she dropped Punisher. That was that was a wrap for me. But I'm gonna go twenty dollars, Boy Genius. Nice. I got a, a singer songwriter song coming up in a couple, but uh, but yeah, shout out Boy Genius. Oh, nice, um, nice, nice. That's good. Yes, sir. So my number four, I got a Gift Bag by Redville. Redville is one of like my favorite artists, and so fire. Every time he drops, just whatever it is, something's gonna be in my top ten of the year, whether it's song, album, whatever. I just yeah, he's just one of my faves. Yeah, I saw him in Columbus this year. I'm not sure if it was that song, but he dropped the song on his birthday, and that was like the day bef- of the Columbus show, so he performed that song. It was a great show. And shout nice. out to Dot, he was also there. Um, my number three song, I'm going to talk way more about this album. A lot of my choices, music's all based about experience, mm-hmm. and if you have a good experience and you're listening to a song, like it just sticks with you in such a more positive light. Yeah. So I went on a trip after graduation, and a lot of this music that I listened to was like the highlight of that trip. Mm-hmm. So my number three was Let's Talk About It by Kei Tremine featuring Freddie Gibbs. Nice. I was between that and Rebuke off that <laughs> album, but I knew for this list we can only pick one artist for the for that five to keep in mind. So that there could be more songs from that album on here, but Freddie Gibbs has also never missed on a feature in his life. His beat by Kei Trinata is amazing. And Amine did his thing. It's hard to compete against Freddie Gibbs. It's like competing against J.I.D. Like There's not much you can do, but if you can keep up with them, you got a great song. Sam, number three. I'm happy you mentioned Keitronada and Amine because I do feel like the album went under the radar. I know how much we were gassing it up and it did come out and I just didn't see as many people talking about it. Not sure if it was just uh, a streaming thing or people actually didn't like it, but it was a great album. Uh, For me, number three is going to be a and W by Lana Del Rey. Adam, I know you're not the biggest Lana Del Rey fan, but you need to get on the the train because her. Um, great song, amazing beat switch at the end. Uh, I think it's one of Lana's best projects too. And the fact that she continues to drop incredible albums each year. Again, as an artist, the most important thing is being able to grow with the longevity um, evolving, right? We talk about that all the time. So shout to Lana, A&W, Lana Ray, number three. That's people it. love her. What's up? I just said people love Lana Del Rey. Like when they're a fan of her, they're a stan of her. Yeah. So, I, I'm, not I'm, even, I'm not even a huge Lana fan, but nfr and then this album i thought was amazing so shout out AW, shout out lana yeah um, yeah i'm a big fan of this this new one um so number three i got american made by ransom um i've been so good really loving the ransom nicholas craven collabs um mm-hmm. when they first dropped like uh director's cut one two and then i think three they were either all in the same year or like within a year year and a half of each other and yeah those have mm-hmm. been some of my favorite projects of the decade um and i i love this little ep that you dropped uh delita scenes to american made is you know fire track ransom is one of those rappers that every line is so clever where he doesn't run out you're just like how do you keep going yeah and how do you keep doing this he yeah. is so he is so damn good it's it's not uh, a lot from- of rappers these days where it's like every line could mean like could be a double entendre like you think about it later and you're like oh wait he meant that like oh he's talking about this instead of that Mm -hmm. yeah he's crazy 
it's like a, he's a Lil Wayne type. It's like a year later, you're like, oh my god, that's what that meant. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Number two for me. So for a lot of my songs or my life, music videos can somehow sometimes make me love a song even more. Mm. Uh, for example, like the Tribe music video for J Cole Boz. Like mm. the vibe of it made me love the song so much, which has made it one of my favorite songs ever. So for my number two, it's Palisades, Cal- California, nice. Larry June featuring Big Sean. It's so good that I had to make my own song over this beat and I made a music <laughs> video for it early in the year because the beat is so mm-hmm. damn good. Shout out Alchemist. Larry June talking about CMOS and positivity and getting your finances in check. And Big Sean. <laughs> Big Sean had – and he also had a great verse in the K. Tremine album. But Big Sean and Alchemist mm. make an album, guys. Yeah. Did his thing. Yep. Great pick. Great pick. Great album. Shout out to Big Sean. If you know me, Big Sean was like one of my favorite rappers at one point, like in middle school. I still remember when he dropped um, – what was it? Guap? He dropped yeah. Swerve. He dropped Guap. Guap was my song. Um, shout out to Big Sean. Shout out to Big Sean. Uh, for number two, I'm going to go Dominic Fike, How Much Is Weed. Um, Dominic Fike is one of my favorite artists as well. Honestly, all time, low key. And he dropped Sunburn this year. And obviously, if you know his history, I know people like to call artists, industry plants, whatnot, like shut up. But the whole point is he went through a whole lot. I mean, he was, I mean, when he got his record deal, he was in jail. And he went through a whole lot of family issues, personal issues, things like that. And the song kind of goes over that a little bit in a kind of low-key, in a subtle way. How much is weed, right? How much is it to risk your life to do these things? And uh, it's one of my favorite songs of the year for sure. How much is weed, Dominic Fike. I really liked Mona Lisa on that album too. That was a great one. Yeah, but that's such an easy song. That's the issue. I know. It's like <laughs> no, no, it's a Spider-Man I... song. Everyone's going to love it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just giving Dominic Fike a little up. I see you, Dominic. <laughs> All right, so for my number two, um kind of a curveball but glue song by biba doobie have you guys heard this hmm. i have not oh, i'll have to check this out it's so yeah. good it's just like a soft little song with you know like i i obviously don't have like a good ability to describe singer songwriter song, yeah. but it's uh yeah it's, it's a great love song there's a remix with claro on it and i love claro um but yeah def- one of my most listened to songs of the year i'm gonna have to check that out after this episode. what was the it's name great. of the artist again it's <laughs> Biba Doobie. It's I think it's B E A B A D O O B E. It's oh, like literally Biba Doobie. Yeah, yeah, all one, all one. <laughs> I see. <laughs> she she's blowing up though. She's great. Okay, That's our number awesome. one choice. This is all, actually this was the easiest choice probably of my entire list. My list could have been full of this artist, and I'm mm-hmm. talking about him a lot more. But ever since I went to see J.I.D. and Smino in Cincinnati, Jordan Ward has completely taken over my year. The best song by far for me this year is Fam Jam 4000. Mm-hmm. Hearing at the concert, I immediately looked mm-hmm. it up on my phone. And I sh- type a song where you text it to all your friends. And every single person's like, I, I see you. They don't always <laughs> like my music taste. But that song, they, they enjoyed that one. <laughs> and I could have filled this top mm-hmm. five list with songs just from Moore Ward. But Fam Jam 4000, that's the one for me. Nice. Great pick. Great pick. Mm-hmm. And Jordan Ward is the guy. And Loki, you might see him a little bit later for me, but okay. my number one song is going to be Figure Eight by Paramore. Mm-hmm. Um, Paramore is one of my favorite bands of all time. I got to saw them live as well for their tour, This Is Why, and their album, This Is Why. That song makes me want to like jump off the roof, and I feel like I can just <laughs> run through a brick roll. Like, that song makes me go crazy. And there's a few songs that make me go crazy. Um, but shout out to Paramore, great year. The fact that, again, I talk about longevity and evolution all the time, and they've been 
presence since well, like the early 2000s. They're still mm-hmm. here and they're getting nominated for albums, and it's just the three of them now. So shout out to Paramore, Figure Eight. Shout out Paramore, I love that album. Kelly Williams, the goat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my number one, also Jordan Ward, White Crocs. There we go. Um, mm-hmm. White Crocs just been it's okay. just it's just like an earworm, just always on repeat in my expensive head. Taste. And... Mm-hmm. These girls got expensive taste. Yeah, just like that. that. He sings it just like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, amazing song. Seeing Tyler shout out that song, that's one of those moments where I felt like I won, even though I don't know Jordan personally in any single way. But I was like, yes, Tyler sees it. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. It's like this Ty- Tyler shout out Redville a few years ago with um, Wait was the song, mm-hmm. right? Drown. And a oh, Drown, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was sick. Yeah. Um, so there are top five songs of the it's year. It's crazy. I was just going to say about Jordan Ward. Um, it's almost like it's a universal thing now. Mm-hmm. Like everybody loves this guy. It's not like uh, it was a small album. The album was huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm so surprised it didn't get like any Grammy noms, like you said thought, earlier. Are you were surprised. Would. Now I'm kind of surprised. Yeah, Is he signed to a label? I think Interscope. He, yeah. Interscope. He's signed to Interscope. Okay. I think it's just a publicity thing. I think your average person probably doesn't know who he is still, but yeah. the people that know him like love mm-hmm. him. Yeah, yeah he's had a big year. I mean, doing interviews with Billboard and Twitter. He's pop, like, everywhere. And you said Tyler gave him a shout-out. He is yeah. having a great year. Yeah. Shout-out to Jordan. Shout-out Jordan Ward. Yeah, Tyler was, Tyler was really just preaching that. He's like, this guy has so many views off of organically releasing this song. Mm-hmm. And he was like speaking right to Jordan. He's like, do not change what you're doing to get popular. Like, you are making the great music. Which if Tyler, the creator, says that to you, you keep doing what you're doing. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. But to get into our next top five list, uh, might be quicker for this one if we just go do all of our top five. Um, so top five music videos of the year. This was a hard one for me because there's honestly it was a lot of good videos that came out this year. But number five for me, I got Sorry Not Sorry, Tyler the Creator, uh, when he had all the different versions of Tyler in the different eras and has himself beating up the Call Me If You Get Lost era at the end. It's a sick video. He's like moving in slow motion, but it matches up with his lips. That video is awesome. Four, I already talked about it. Palisades, California. It, it's just so cool. I don't get how any of these editors make these videos. <laughs> there should be an award. It probably isn't a word for it. Um, number three, I know this is probably Sam's number one. Uh, first person shooter. Mm. It's so so. It's so it's so cool. Yeah, it's, it's my goat. They're playing mm. ping pong. Oh, They're true. being messy in Ronaldo. <laughs> They're. I mean, the second half of the song ruins it for me. I don't care about Drake rapping about these girls, but the video is funny. There's like, he turns into a wolf and there's Claudine, dogs. Justine. Yeah, just, who, who, as Sean C said, who are these people? I don't know who you're talking about. Um, number two, uh, Gorilla by Little Sims is such a sick video mm. and the song's amazing. And number one, I'm not sure. I don't think you knew this one, Sam, when I brought it up before, but it's all over my TikTok. It's how mm. I found the song and it became one of my favorite of the year. Back mm-hmm. on 74 by Jungle. The whole video, mm. if you've seen it, if you haven't, definitely check it out after this. It's all dancers. It's not like a cool editing video. The mm-hmm. choreography, I know nothing about choreography. It is so cool that it made my number one list. So I think for viewers who know the song, you get why it's number one. For people who don't know, go watch it and you'll, you'll see why it's on the list. But Sam, top five. I'm jealous you put um, Gorilla by Lil Sims. That was... Such that was that video. would be my top five, but um, it's such a great video. Uh, for me, I'm going to say number five is going to be What Was I Made For, Billie Eilish. Nice. Huge song this year, especially with the Barbie movie. Symbolic, you know, touchy, you know, all that good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> number four, <laughs> uh, I'm going to say 
Um, I'm going to say, this is tough. This is tough. I'm going to go uh, Houdini, um, Dua Lipa. I'm happy to see her back. Um, she's kind of sticking with the kind of sound she has. But again, she's evolving. I love the choreography, the dancing. She's stepping it up a little bit, doing more things. I love to see that. Uh, number three, I'm going to go um, All-American by Olivia Rodrigo. Um, cool video. I, love, I don't know. I love the raw performance of that of that music video and it, like the live band behind her. I love that. Uh, number two, Running Out of Time, Paramore. Fun video. If, if you haven't seen it already, the costume designs and everything, go check that out, especially you, Adam. I feel like you haven't seen it, so go do that. Um, number already. one, of course. I watched it. Listen, in 2023, there's no way you're going to get me to watch a music video more than once. First person shooter. <laughs> I watched it like three or four times. It yeah. was just that funny, that goofy. Seeing Drake doing a 360, Michael Jackson beat it. <laughs> I love <laughs> that. that so first person shooter, number one. <laughs> Great picks. I, uh, I'm not the type of person to watch a lot of music videos. So like Paramore, Olivia Rodrigo, like I loved their albums, like listened to a bunch, but mm-hmm. I haven't really seen much mm-hmm. of their videos. So I need to definitely need to mm-hmm. check those out. It's tough because I don't know. I don't want to say music videos are declining or anything. People are still putting in the work. But I also feel like they may not be as important as they used to be. For me, it's almost kind of traditional. Like, if you're my favorite artist, I'm going to see what videos you have because that yeah. expands your art, right? Yeah. But I don't know if it's as important anymore. Am I wrong? I I enjoy I mean, it's now anyone can make a really high-definition video. There's a lot of editing tools you can get for, like, I don't know, $10 mm-hmm. in the App Store. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, when you see a really cool video, like I said before, it could really make you connect with the song more, especially if like the colors are right and it fits the song so well. I think sometimes it can really lift the song. But yeah, it's, it's, it's oversaturated because everyone can make a really good music video now. So it's kind of hard to stand out yeah. as much. Yeah. We also don't have it like is. MTV or like growing yeah, up, you would go bowling or I'll go bowling a thing. lot. And like <laughs> yeah, they boy. play those music videos in the bowling. Like, I feel like there are just less avenues for music videos to be played and seen. It's now just like you go on your laptop and go on yeah, YouTube. So. That's a great point. But. I'm not going to lie. Part of me died when MTV went away. Like every once a year, I just think, man, MTV, man, what a, what a time to be alive. Yeah. <laughs> I remember being a kid and sneaking it on the next channel so I could watch it because my parents wouldn't let me watch it. But um, MTV was so huge in promoting music videos. For sure. And um, one little one little tip mm-hmm. is... I like for streaming I don't know if you guys do any streaming but what I found to be really really fun is to like put on a music video compilation while you stream and like talk to people in the chat um and that's kind of fun because like a lot of the shit you're seeing for the first time as well as like other people and it's it's just like a fun thing to do while you talk about music yeah um but uh Mm -hmm. but yeah so my my top five music videos uh firstly I'm gonna go with uh yeah yeah by Ian Triplin and I just found the video super creative. Um, It's like different boxes, like being imposed on top of each other as you like get a new frame. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't don't even know how to describe it. It's just edited really well. And it's, it's a really cool video directed by himself too, which is cool. Um, And then number four, I also got Tyler. Sorry, not sorry. I almost, I almost put Wharf Talk. Uh, Wharf Talk is probably my favorite off of his, um deluxe ep whatever you want to call it yeah. uh but the sorry not sorry i, I feel like it's just so iconic with him like so killing cool. the other eras of himself like that's something that i think we're gonna see other artists do or like try mm-hmm. to spin it in in, in their whatever way they they want to do it um number three i got doomsday uh this is for the lyrical lemonade album yeah Corday times juice world um directed by cole bennett 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not like a huge AI fan as far as creative industries go. Like I kind of want to like separate it mm-hmm. from creatives so that we're not you know, losing creative production due to AI. But I thought this was a, a cool way to do it because it's something that was finished before Juice World passed. Like they had like talked about it before that he like Juice had the idea for the video. So I thought it was done tastefully and in a, in a cool way. Um, mm-hmm. Number two, I got Riot by ASAP Rocky. So, I don't know. Oh, he's the goat. I don't know where the With fuck the his, his album is, but his music videos are still like going crazy. Yeah. Um, and then first I got first person mm-hmm. shooter. It's, I feel like it's one of the best videos of the last few years. Um, just iconic yeah. through and through. There's so much stuff in it. It must've cost so much money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's so sick. ASAP Rocky is the artist goat of music videos. I agree. Like his discography of music videos better than anyone's. I also want to shout out Dave and Jack Harlow's new mm. music video yeah. with Lyrical Lemonade. Colt Bennett's the GOAT director. Yeah. I don't know how he thinks of or does any of these mm-hmm. things, but every music video, that's a person. Like If you can get the Cole Bennett video, it's such a such a big up for your career. Yeah. Yeah, that's what did it for Jack Harlow. What's popping? That was once yeah, that I video came out, it was a wrap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Our next one. What's Top the next five. one? Top five verses of the year. I think we should go do our top fives each again. And then for the albums, we can go back to like one by one. Time. Cool. We'll do this one all five. The next one we'll go okay. one by so one. Go. Yep. So for top five verses gotcha. for me, this is so hard. Uh, number five was J.I.D. Mama's Prime Time mm-hmm. on Westside Gun's album. I'm a J.I.D. stan, so this had to be there. Uh, J.I.D., his vocal inflections just get me so much in the way he says, phrases his things. And I always wake up with a line in my head and I can't get it out. And one of them is, I hope they pay my whole fee like Lamar Jackson. And <laughs> I, I just love that track so much. And I was so happy to finally get him on a West Side Gun album. Number four, as I discussed before, Big Sean on Palisades, Palisades California. Mm-hmm. I played it, like, when I saw that music video, I played it over and over again. Him spitting so fast over that beat after starting slow. It's sick. Number three. Dave, stop giving me advice. Nice. This, I'm just getting into Dave, and I love how he's able to balance having the funniest out-of-pocket lines with also having the realest lines bef- coming up right before it. And I will touch on a line later in this episode that he said that is hilarious and real, and that is a great verse. I love Number Dave. Number two, he's, bro, he's so good. He's and this new album, I think I'm going to become a stan after this new <laughs> album. I'm excited for it. Mm-hmm. In my heart, at number two, I wanted to say from summer, from Cole to summer, for um, Summer Walker's album mm-hmm. with J Cole's verse on that. But let's be real, it's J Cole the recipe. That's his best verse of the year. <laughs> and I mm-hmm. think Drake, Drake tried doing the whole one rhyme scheme thing on his album way too much <laughs> that he just dropped. Because sometimes it can be a little much, and you can change it up. But Cole, like it's just so good on this song. And poor Yachty had to go first. <laughs> and my number one of the year. Kenny Mason on D&D mm. on the Paris, Texas album. It's just such a real verse. And he talks about, I wish I brought the lineup, but he says how he still is, he's not a narcissist. He's so self-conscious, but he still knows his shit's better than your shit. And he talks about how mm, sometimes nice. sometimes as an artist, you give so much of your personal life out that when you talk to a, to a fan, you feel seen through. And I thought just the way he described that is so interesting because as an artist, you talk about the most some of the worst things that's ever happened to you. And then you meet a fan and they don't know you, but like they low key know the very important parts of you because you do share that to the world. 
Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed how he um expressed it on that song. And it's a great album. I never I've never thought about it like that. That's actually the same when you think about it. They're strangers that just know things about you. <laughs> they know a lot. Or they think they know a lot. They know a lot. Yeah. The album is hard, the mm-hmm. Paris Texas. Great one. Mm-hmm. And then Adam, we had a lot of good a lot of things in common for our, okay. our, our verses. Um two specifically. I'm going to say number five, Doja Cat Attention. I think that was a great song. I was happy to see Doja Cat rapping. I wish her album was just fully hip-hop-ish rap. Mm -hmm. And of course, you can throw in the R&B stuff, but just less of the pop. But amazing song, amazing track, amazing rapping. Yeah, I know. She had to, right? She's a pop star. Uh, Number four, Dave. Stop giving me advice. Um, advice. Dave is the guy. (laughs) There's nothing much I can say. I think Dave is literally a top five rapper, and that includes the world, USA, UK. Other guy's talented. I've been following him for a while. Uh, UK rap is is staying strong. And I think right now it's in its peak. I think in a lot of conversations mm-hmm. where people think hip-hop might be in a standstill, it's UK rap that's been increasing and progressing in every way possible. Uh, number three, I'm going to go Motherless by Killer Mike on his project. Michael, happy to see a nominate on the Grammys. Amazing mm-hmm. rap album. One of the best rap albums of the year. A yep. really vulnerable track. Go listen to that. Shout out to him. Uh, number two, I'm going to go... I was between two songs, both by the same person, Travis Scott. Uh, Thank God in my eyes. I still remember the first time I listened yeah. to Utopia and I was like putting my clothes away and I just noticed, man, I'm really bobbing my head to this verse on Thank God. That's crazy. <laughs> he was spitting my eyes, the beat switch afterwards. He was killing it. I want to know your thoughts too, Joey, on Utopia um, after we're finished here. Um, and then number one, obviously the go, come on, J. Cole, the secret recipe. I mean, bruh, <laughs> bruh, what's wrong with this guy, J. Cole? <laughs> Who, who's got him mad like this? Because this is this is not. He no arguably had two of the best verses of the year, two of the best verses of the year. And I also want to know was I don't know if Joey was in here for this conversation about oh if people were debating between Kendrick and J Cole oh, yeah. if J, if if Kendrick was more active then he would be spitting crazy features like Cole or in reality is Cole just right now a better rapper? Um, but because he's doing it. Hey, I'll take I'll take it away and I'll leave it I'll leave it to Joey to say what he thinks. <laughs> That was a great list. Um, for me, it's the active mm-hmm. part, right? Like it's if Kendrick was active, but he's not. So you can't you can't say if Kendrick was active, exactly. he'd be better. Like Kendrick had a lot more output earlier on in his career, yes, and like it gave us some great features. But I think it's harder to do what J Cole is doing versus taking five years off and then putting together like a great album after that. Like I think yeah. Cole, I think Cole is like super active and will be able to produce the quality in an album form that Kendrick was able to do by just like sitting out for five years. That's, I don't know. That's my personal take on yeah. it. No. Mm-hmm. And if, if you do wait that long, it's like if Kendrick comes out with a feature on Friday or yeah. tonight, people will go crazy over it because it's like, he hasn't been here so long. Cole's yeah. doing it like every month and it's still making news every time because yeah. the verse is so high quality, which I think that's the hard part. Yeah. Cause at a certain point, if they were bad verses, It'd be like, oh, another J. Cole verse? Like, maybe he should slow down. <laughs> but each one's, like, better than the last one. So, Cole, keep going. Yeah. Two features tonight coming out, or three features on the Boz album dropping tonight. Mm. Uh, Passport Bros is already out, but mm. two new ones. Two more chances for another verse of the year. <laughs> Do you not think he's doing too much? Or is it just nah. he's just going off and he's doing Perfect. so well it doesn't even matter? It's it's features, though, <laughs> right? Like, he's doing a lot of these, like, he's doing with a purpose. Like, he's homies with Boz. Like, Lil Yachty is, like, it's almost like connecting two generations. Um, so it's mm-hmm. with, with Drake, that's like an iconic, like, you know, the, the big three. So I feel like he's, 
people are definitely complaining that it's like oversaturation, but he's doing features and each one like makes sense for what it is. It's not like he's like putting out a bunch of songs on his own that are just yeah. like mediocre or whatnot. Like he's doing features. So that's, that's for me what makes it different. I will also say yeah, for your choice yeah. of, for Travis Scott, we don't know if Travis wrote those verses. Sci High, Sci High might have the second verse of the year for Sam. Sci High, he's the goaded top for me. He's top fifty. That boy Sci High, he writes. Yeah, he, he writes for really a lot good. of rappers. If y'all don't know, <laughs> Quinn Miller. Um, anyways, it's my my top five verses of the year. Um, this is like really hard. I think at the end of the year, I'm gonna sit down and like all of my list might be changed because it's it's just so mm-hmm. hard to like mm-hmm. really capture everything um but these were like the top five that like you know really came to mind first um so number five i got benny the butcher on Co- costas or costas um yeah i want. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I love that taiki feet um number four and, and benny kills it obviously number four i got ransom on stab out uh that was on um, conway the machines album won't he do it um i think that verse is disgusting um number three andre 3000 on scientists and engineers um Great. one of the most you know memorable verses for me of the year number two um i got j cole but i'm actually going to choose a different track than what you guys chose i'm going with adonis interlude um and the reason is because it's one of those experience things like you said adam earlier like the my experience listening to it when it first came out, like when the, like watching it in the theaters and then with like associating that with like Adonis Creed trading and then me actually Mm -hmm. like listening to it all the time in the gym, like that, the amount of times I've listened to it and like how it's like stuck in my brain. That's just like gotta be a top three feature of the year to me. Um, or, or verse. That soundtrack has a lot of low key, very good songs. I really like the West side boogie, uh, cars one. Yeah. It's a great, it's a great one. Yeah, yeah. I love those movies too. So it just like enhances the experience. Um, and then number one, I got Lil Wayne on Big Dog. Um, so good. Such a such a good verse. Lil Wayne is like, he's he's on the crazy feature run right now. Um, I just I need that new album, man. I really want to hear what what he's like yes. putting together. On on good beats because the fix was not a very good EP. But yeah. when he gets. When he gets on these features, I made my dad watch that music video because I'm like, watch how he says dog in all these different ways. <laughs> my dad, he went right back on his phone. But I tried my best <laughs> to, to put my dad onto that. I got two things to say. Um, one, science and engineers. Andre 2000, his verse, his you know, verse in a long time. He hasn't done one in a long time. Mm-hmm. I like the verse. But I feel like people are overhyping it with the fact that it's Andre 3000. Mm-hmm. And that's my hot take. I do feel like if that was yeah. Eminem who made a verse like that, people would be like, that is the wackiest, corniest flow. You know, <laughs> whatever um, hip-hop Twitter would say. But I feel like it's Andre 3000 and it's like the Bible. But I don't know. What do, what do you think, Joey? Um, I think that's... I think the overrated part is like separate. It's like people might think he's overrated because he hasn't dropped a solo album, whatever. I think that's more like there's definitely a legit argument you can have there. And like, that's a debate for another day. Um, that being said, I do think the verse is like solid and uh, you know, maybe, maybe it is just Andre 3000 and that's why it's so like memorable to me. But I, it was, it was a standout on what I think is like one of the best albums of the year mm-hmm. personally. Adam, am I tweaking or what? What do you think? I mean, 
I think that's kind of similar to my point about the Kendrick feature run. Like, because if Kendrick jumps out for the first time in five years, yeah. or when Hove comes out and makes mm-hmm. a verse, it's like every single media outlet's tweeting the lines because, like, whoa, Jay Z's first feature in like six months. So I think that there's a bit of that. Loki, I think Future's verse in that was really good too. It was I like good. that song. Yeah. And the one, mm-hmm. the one you picked, Sam, that's the yeah. one that he um, performed on, like Jimmy Fallon, and was like crying during it. If you know what I'm talking about, was that the song you chose? Well, who was this by? Killer Mike performed one of his songs live, and he was like crying during it. Oh yeah, I forget the song. Yeah, I forget the song, but yeah, it, it might have been Mother. It was maybe. Yeah. I'm, maybe. I'm almost see. positive. Yeah, yeah, that's, that was a, that's a great choice. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was a good um, But to kind of yeah to to go off this subject of best verses of the year. Let's do what our favorite line of the year was. So we are about to say this in All right. the not cool way because there's no cool way to recite a rap line if you're not the rapper who said the line. <laughs> but we will try our best right now. My favorite line of the year did not come from my favorite verse of the year. It came from my number three verse. Dave said, you ever signed a seven-figure deal on a bird's quill? Couldn't call it breakfast because it wasn't your first meal. Forgotten birthdays, but remember your verse still. You ever fuck a supermodel and it sounds like ske- skeletons dancing? <laughs> And Bars. I love it because that those first three lines are so real and so good in the double entendre because it wasn't your first meal. And then he comes through with the funniest line ever. That's not like just like surface level. Like it's just a hilarious way to phrase having sex with a supermodel. So shout out to Dave because that song's been on repeat. Honestly, it might be my favorite mainstream hip hop song to drop in a while because that beats hard. Jack did his thing after people getting mad that he made a very poppy track. But hey, he's he's doing everything right. That was a great track. This dude, this two skeletons has been in my head like forever yeah. since, since it dropped. You can see in the music video, Jack's laughing too, like when he says it. So he's probably <laughs> laughing every time he hears it. Yeah. <laughs> Sam, what we got? For me, it's less of a bar. I'll say it's a full verse. And it has to be J. Cole's All My Life. Mm. And specifically when he talks about how when rappers passing away, they never gave the love and the flowers beforehand mm-hmm. or start giving them love and flowers afterwards. And that whole, that even that stanza, the whole entire verse, everything about it, the meaning, that was such an important verse and really another verse of the year. And just every bar important on that one. Yeah, that's facts. That's a good one. Um, I, also, Joey, I got? also got a J. Cole one. Uh, it's the goat. I love this. The Spider Man meme is me looking at Drake. Um, I love that line. Yeah, I think it's <laughs> it's it's just a line that's just like again iconic. It's like five years later, we're gonna be like, yo, remember when he when two of the like biggest and best rappers of our generation were on a song together, and Cole mentioned the Spider Man meme. Like, I think yeah. everyone's gonna remember that. But nah, it's a great one. I also wanted to ask Joey this too. Uh, but when you were talking about Benny the Butcher beforehand, I was going to ask you, who's your favorite uh, Griselda member between the three? It's you Benny. Benny so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thank you. It's Benny. I know. Thank you. You picked right. Good man. Good man. It's Benny. I'm a Conway man myself. I, you can't go wrong, honestly, if anyone. Even like the the like newer members or like the extended family, like all yeah. the all the Griselda members are great. Yeah, yeah. St- Stove Guy can take that throne if he finally releases this album, but he is taking his time. Yeah. Too damn long. <laughs> Too damn long. Okay, let's get in to the hardest choice of the year. Top five albums of the year. So th- this was this was difficult because it wasn't the best year for all around projects. So 
I'll just go through my five. Number five, The Great Escape by Larry June and The Alchemist. Early in the year, but Porsches in Spain, Palisades, California, um, Earthquake, 87 Earthquake, or I think that's the title. The beats on these are so damn good. And Larry June, even though he kind of raps in a, the same tone in every song, it didn't get old on this album at all. And his lines are, he's just very original with like the finance lines and like getting healthier and this stuff. It's, it's hilarious. Uh, number four, I Now Know by Asar, um, a man that we had on our show a couple weeks ago. And in pre- preparation for the interview, I kept listening to the album and I'm like, oh shit, this is the, one of the best albums I've heard this year. Um, Don't Date Rappers, my favorite song from it. Uh, the one with Chris Patrick is amazing. I'm trying to remember these off the top of my head. Uh, but it, it's a great project. Number three, mm-hmm. Larger Than Life, Brent Fiaz. Me and Sam have talked about this at length. Um, the beats on it are all amazing. It was kind of a surprise drop because he was doing singles, but like I didn't know this was coming. And it, Brent Fiaz is amazing. I can't say any more words about him. The album's great. Number two, this one we talked about earlier that it had a disappointing reception because it was marketed as the album that was going to be songs all built for the summer and the singles were very summer like like songs yeah. forever but this this album really connected with me while I was on my trip after graduation so I got number 2 Katrina Katrinada Amine I love just so many tracks from it so it, it had to end up at number 2 it had so many songs on my top of my rap and number 1 it's been here since like February or March, whenever I first heard it. Has not left. And Jordan Ward, thank God for you, sir. This is one of my favorite albums of the last five years. It could be number one in the last five years. I really love this project. I can't talk anymore about it. What was your What was your second again? Second was Keitranada. Keitramine. Would you consider that a rap album? Yeah, it's a rap album. Okay. I was going to say your top three were rap albums, but... Almost. Technically, now, number two could be. But I do Jordan, think it's, it's... Jordan's kind of rap, but he's not rap. Like, he raps on songs. He's kind of like mm-hmm. Anderson Pack, where he's mostly a singer, but when he raps, it's, mm-hmm. it's fun. That was a great the list. The reason I ask, and Joey, I can hear your take too. Thank you. Yeah, it's a great list. And what I was going to say was, I think 2023 was, again, I think we know this. Not even a think. We know. Hip-hop was a slow year. So, at least for my list, there's not a single hip-hop album on here. Mm. Adam, I mean, you had a couple, I think, but a lot of R&B was breaking through. Um, But how do you think 2023 was for hip-hop, at least, Joey? I think it was, it was all right, like strong in the underground, weak in the Mm -hmm. mainstream. Um, I guess Utopia and Gunna had good albums. I don't know. I just overall felt that we were lacking a lot of those big mainstream hits that were like quality. Um, Numbers, obviously, people are talking about how numbers are down across the board um but so so yeah i when that conversation is happening of like is hip-hop dying i think it's exclusively tied to the mainstream um but that being said overall i do think you know it was, it was just like an okay year like last year mm-hmm. last year was really really good mm-hmm. and i don't think enough people remember or realize mm-hmm. that and i think it's just kind of an off year because last year was so good yeah that is a good emphasis mainstream i'm talking about not the underground. They're doing well. Yeah. Um, and even independent space. Uh, for my top five, I'm going to have in fifth, hmm, let's do Dominic Fike's Sunburn. Mm-hmm. I already explained a great album. Love Dominic Fike. Number four is Caroline Polachik's Desire I Want to Turn Into You. One of the best pop albums I've heard, not only this year, but in a long time. Pop was almost kind of getting in a stalemate, 
but a lot of cool and great artists are morphing and pushing the boundaries. Um, Carolina's Carolina's one of them, and she even collaborated with Kanye on his like Yeezus era during that time. Him trying to get those mm-hmm. synthy pop sounds. Uh, number two, I'm gonna say sorry. Number three, I'm gonna say Lana. Uh, what's the album called? Did you know there is a tunnel under Ocean Boulevard? Great album, love that. Number what's two is Boy Genius, the record. Yep, it is long, right? <laughs> Only make sure I got that one right. Uh, number two, Boy Genius, the record, and then number one, Paramore. This is why. Nice. And this list is all was really easy for me. It wasn't hard at all. Um, once I heard these albums, I knew they're gonna be in my top five forever, and they're not changing. Yeah, nice. That was a good list. Um, again, I need to like re-listen to everything because my opinion, I feel like, is always changing. Um, the Lana album easily could have been mm-hmm. like top Same three here. for me. Um, Olivia Rodrigo, I thought, dropped a great album this year. Like a lot of. Yes, a lot of yeah. great uh, albums coming from like other genres. Mm-hmm. Um, so cool. What we, what we got in the top five? My top five. Number five, I got "Baggy Weather" by Toby Lou. Um, I'm a He's big, gassed. I'm a big Toby Lou fan. Mm. He drops a ton of projects in the past year, um, and he's been in my top ten or top twenty every single year for the last like two or three years that he's dropped. Uh, because he just consistently is like toying with new sounds and and getting really creative like i wouldn't classify his work as hip-hop it's not r&b like there are tracks where it'll just be like him singing over an an acoustic guitar and then it transitions into Mm -hmm. like um like a remix sort of beat i don't even know how to describe it um but yeah toby lou he's great number four glaucoma 2 by key glock Uh, i've been spinning this album over and over and over again um, shout out Key Glock, like no features on this, which is crazy. And and yeah, just just great lines over great production. Um next I got this is why Paramore. Uh shout out <laughs> shout out Paramore. Sam knows. Uh, I gotta listen now. It's it's great. <laughs> Paramore's great. Number two, yeah. I got The Patience by Mick Jenkins. Um that I almost six for me. Yeah, almost almost put Smoke Break in one of my top songs. Uh the album's great, like probably the best lyrical rap album to me personally. Um and then number one, Never Enough, Daniel Caesar. Been my album of the year like almost ever since the drop. So tough to beat. That's a great list. That one's like number six for me. That one is nice. so close. That that was a really great album by Daniel Caesar for real. He does not get enough love. Surprised no. he didn't get any Grammy nominations, unless he did, and I just don't know. That's a shame. Yeah. That really is. I agree. Yeah, and Toby Lou's fire. I think I saw him open for Kyle years ago. Mm-hmm. So I've always I've always had a, a liking for him. So I'm surprised he was on your list, Joey. Toby Lou. He's yeah, I, I feel like I'm like friends with him, but not actually. Like he's he follows me and like will interact with me and we've DM'd a couple <laughs> times, but yeah. so I like I think of him as like mm-hmm. I I feel like I know him, but I obviously don't. So it's yeah, not, I'm always gonna support, I always love his music, so I've seen him in your top rankings and you're like, you're right oh, yeah. every year. Like literally every year he'll, he'll be in there yeah. <laughs> and not just because he follows me or whatever. Like I just genuinely like love his music. So yeah. That's the fun part about Twitter interacting with artists who like, I mean, the artists don't sometimes don't understand how much that means to the listener. It makes yeah. you feel more part of their journey. 100%. Uh, to do our last list, we're going to combine these all in one, our sports kind of awards. We've got most improved of the year, rookie of the year, an MVP. Keep in mind, people listening, these are our personal opinions. These are not objective <laughs> choices. 
sell <laughs> for most improved of the year. I, I can't like I'm not a huge fan of this artist, but I can't not stand here and say he hasn't improved so much. It's Lil Yachty. Yachty for me uh, as well. It's yeah, it's incredible what he's done and how he's changed. And I don't really agree with some of his takes on hip hop. They're a little annoying, but I will say that his music for me has definitely gone way up. Uh, for rookie of the year, this is one of those choices. It's like Grammy best new artist. It's offensive because these aren't new artists. It's very rare for an artist to be in their first year of music and make amazing music. So it's not a new artist, but Jordan Ward is my rookie of the year because it feels like this was his coming out party for his career. And my MVP, I said, like, objectively, you can be like, oh, it's Drake. He had so many albums come out and he went number one. But for MVP, for the first time in the league since 1957, when Jim Brown won rookie of the year and MVP, Jordan Ward has won <laughs> rookie of the year and MVP. Congrats, Jordan. Those are some good picks. Um, yeah. Jordan Ward, like, he could, as you said earlier, he could sweep all of these categories. It's hard not to. Sam, who we got winning the awards? Uh, for me, I got most improved Olivia Rodrigo. Nice. Um, like Joey said, obviously, Sal was a good project, but I think she completely leveled up with this album. Her writing improved, the songs improved, the production improved, and she has now become not just a quote-unquote TikTok star or whatever. She's mm-hmm. like a real artist who's put in put in the effort to improve her craft uh rookie for me is going to be rema honestly a lot of first off afro beats had a great year this year yeah. one rema with calm down Selena gomez huge song um, so i'm gonna give him that and also the guy who made um what's it called entreaty like, or something it's called you know what i'm talking about it's on tiktok it's been a uh, love love and wantiti by ck oh, have you guys heard of him mm-hmm. Y'all know the song. I'm just not going to sing it out loud like that. Uh, MVP. (laughs) MVP is going to be, I'm going to say SZA. Obviously, she dropped late 2022. I'm still going to include her. Also, she dropped Lana. If that's not out already, a mixture between SZA, Victoria Monet, they both dominated in the Grammy nominations. And also a toss-up for J. Cole, just for all the features he's been doing. Absolutely killing it. I Mm. think Lana might, we're recording this on Thursday the 14th. It's dropping on a Wednesday. But Lana might be dropping tonight. I'm not sure. But that's going to be amazing. I'm so curious to, to sure? hear if it's like a, a brand new album or if it's like a deluxe. Like a, it's kind of confusing. I mean, she, she, she says it's deluxe, but it's so yeah, many Yeah, where did you get that with, information that Lana's dropping? She's been, she tweeted all these album covers the other day. And it's just, I think I saw somewhere. I might be, I might be completely wrong. She's dropping it soon if it's not tonight. So maybe this will be very timely. And maybe it drops next hmm. Friday. Joe, Joey, okay. what do we got? Who's, who's uh, yeah. the list? I wanted to say, uh, firstly, that Olivia Rodrigo, a great pick for most improved because I agree, like, Sour was fun mm-hmm. and it was like a, this fun kind of like uh, arrival on the scene for her, but Guts is like, Guts is more mature and, and I think the writing on it is a lot better. So, yeah, it's for real. Yeah. She's like, she's like don't sleep on me. <laughs> don't disrespect me. <laughs> Talk yeah. your shit, Olivia. No, that was, that was a great pick. So, most improved. <laughs> Lil Yachty, like, I just, I think if you compare um, some of his older work to Let's Start Here and some of the Lucy's he's put out, I, I just feel like he's, it's like night and day. He's gotten a lot better. Um, rookie of the year, I'm going to go with Ice Cold Bishop. Uh, his, oh, my God. His debut album, Generational Curse, one of my favorite albums of the year. He also in top five, no. <laughs> It's definitely Sorry, like high school, top ten for me, but uh, but yeah, and he also <laughs> dropped a track with Denzel Curry this fire. 
Um, I I just expect to see him everywhere in the next few years. Yeah. My MVP is Key Glock. Um, as I said earlier, like okay. releasing an album plus a deluxe that was like I don't remember how many extra songs. I want to say it was like eight extra songs, um, but almost like two full length albums without features that were both fire. Um, I love his features with like uh, Gucci Mane, Young Nudie, Big Scar, um, PZ. Like he's just. And, and also have this year that he's had after like young Dolph passed away, like it's kind of like a comeback mm-hmm. season for him and like him proving what he can do, like on his own. Um, like his, his old music is obviously good too, but like, I just feel like this, he, he leveled up this year and like saw the adversity and it's just like, you know what? Fuck you. Like, I'm just going to like ball out. So shout out to you. I got to say, we got, we had some pretty good lists today. If I don't say so myself, <laughs> just to reiterate MVPs, we got mm-hmm. Jordan Ward for me. Sam, SZA, Joey, Key Glock. And if you want to argue us, argue against a wall. Those are our picks. <laughs> yeah, li- live with it. <laughs> but, but that's all we had for this episode. Um, um, anything else I'm missing at all, Adam? Anything you want to add on to it? Nah, I mean, Joey, shout, you can plug yourself right now where they can find you on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, whatever. I'm on, yes, I'm on Twitter under Gotham Hip Hop. Um, I got suspended, so I had to <laughs> I had to change my name. I put Gotham in there just because you know I was like whatever <laughs> Batman fan. Yeah, why not? Um, yeah, I'm on TikTok under Joey Hip Hop, no underscores or spaces or anything, and then Instagram. Um, I think I'm Joey underscore Hip Hop. I uh, I can't remember what, exactly what. We'll, I, we'll have the right tag come up. On thank you, <laughs> thank you. But uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, check me out. DM me if if you want to chat music. Like always open to discussion and whatnot. So. Thank you guys so much for having me on. I had a a blast. Awesome. Of course. Thank you, man. We appreciate it. Guys, hopefully stay to the very end. A lot of good picks. Let us know what you like, what you hated, and share in the comments below. But we'll see you in the next one. See ya.